0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Zeidenberg, breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Welcome inside the college football film room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg, and we're going to talk about some teams to watch as we head into the spring part of the college football season. But I wanted to start, Chris, with a little breaking news that occurred here in terms of players profiting off their likenesses. This is something that is a big topic in the NCAA, and, well, apparently the University of Nebraska is uh at the forefront of putting something together. what's the latest that you're hearing about the Hornhuskers here?
1: Well, what they're doing and, and whether the NIL uh likeness legislation goes through or what part, they're doing something I think everybody's gonna end up doing in some, you know, shape or form. But they're the first university to implement a brand building program, which is the goal of the their athletes enhance their brand's value as much as possible. And so that it, it is a situation where they can build their brand and enhance it for, you know, for, for profit if it goes through or for life after football. And it is something that is going to happen see more schools kind of lay out a similar media marketing plan where players can take advantage of that, you know, I think some have similar things. They certainly have media training or certainly have the ability to work with players and, you know, in front of cameras and teach them how to do things and present themselves. But I think this is going to take it into a smart sports marketing end where players are going to be basically like have, uh, you know, either classroom sessions or lab sessions to where, They can help to improve their branding, so that they can use it for the name name image and likeness legislation and make money if that's where we're headed, or you know for life after football. So it's it's interesting that they were the first one done. I don't know that 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 there's not a lot of programs that at least are putting things may not have announced it, but let's give Nebraska the credit where credit's due. They're the first one that's come out and talked about it, put a release on it, and and is focusing on it. And that's going to be something that is going to aid them, as it will others in recruiting as they go in and say, hey, Coach, how are you planning on dealing with this? And they can say, well, this is what we've got in mind.
0: Yeah, do you think – I was about to say, do you think it has a little bit of impact on recruiting?
1: Oh, I think it I, – I mean, I, listen, I think everybody is going to have to do it. So it's going to be a relatively even playing field. What's going to happen, I think, if name, image, and likeness goes through is I think it's going to have a tremendous impact overall because what's going to happen is the programs that have the most, you know, revenue arms to it, the booster funding – basically can allow players to make money. We can talk about it, increase your branding, but let's call it what it is. If this is approved, you're going to see a lot of athletes, basketball and football, mainly just a lot of cushy little, you know, photo op things where they can make a lot of money for doing a lot of nothing. But I think that when you see is an effort, uh, you know, uh, an effort to have some sort of program to, A, show that to some degree that we're out in the forefront and we're going to do this the right way. And whether they you know, certain players utilize it or not, let's call it like it is the star player, uh, you know, how much he's going to pay attention to the branding versus just, you know, getting the money for showing up. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, you know, on a case by case basis, but Sooner or later, everybody's going to have it. In fact, it's going to be sooner. I think more people are going to wait to see what this legislation is. I mean, right now there's a lot of things that are going on, and um, the NCAA's got their hands full on dealing with a lot of this name, image, and likeness, and whether they're going to punt this, and if they court sue, I mean, whether they're going to try to lock up and try to sue this long term. Right now, everybody's focusing on coronavirus, and, but, you know, there's a lot of things now from an administrative standpoint and an NCAA standpoint that focused on the here and now, like whether they're going to have fans at the NCAA basketball tournament or not. But once that kind of gets to that point, then, you know, I think we're going to see the name image and likeness over the summer become a bigger, bigger issue in terms of, you know, how close we are to getting it, uh, how far are we, uh, what is going to be done in the courts to try to, to to hold that up from happening a lot of things that's I think down the plaque that we still don't know yet
0: let's talk about some of the teams Chris that we're going to pay attention to as the spring part of the college football season unfolds and some of these are you know the regulars the the teams that we're going to focus in on to make the college football playoff next year but in terms of the spring there are different things at play here Right there are there are position battles, there are incoming freshmen, so and and other and other aspects, you know, new coaches reforming your program, transfers, a lot of things that go into the spring. So, in terms of teams that we're focused in on with the spring part of the schedule, who really tops your list as the most intriguing? And maybe that's just the team that has the most question marks in your mind but the team that's most intriguing right now as you head into the spring part of the season. Would it be a team like Alabama who is preparing for life after Tua? Would it be a team like Ohio State? You know, Justin Fields is coming back and, and looking at them to, to get back to the college football playoffs. Maybe a team like Florida who could absolutely emerge as a college football playoff dark horse or or, or not dark horse, maybe a favorite going into the 2020 season. Who's, who's catching your eye so far as we are preparing for the spring?
1: I, I think Florida is one of them. I, you know, you look at trash coming back, um, and I'm looking, you know, this season, but I'm looking even beyond. Um, how much ground are they making up on Georgia? I think long range with the hiring of Tim Brewster as a recruiter could, could help them. But we're not going to know that until – Uh, I mean, I know he's going to have a huge impact on recruiting, but we're going to know that more towards next year. This spring, it's about uh, how much closer can this team get to Georgia? Because that's where it really is all about. I do think that Tennessee's certainly making some inroads, but I still think it's Georgia-Florida. On the other side, how about Georgia as one of those teams? Because you've got Jamie Newman coming in as quarterback, Todd Munkin as offensive coordinator, how much different will this offense look? The defense is good. The defense is talented. Is the offense going to take a, a step up to where they're going to be different? Well, know That's what caused them problems. They got blown out by LSU. So I think Georgia, I think Florida really uh, fall into that category for me. I, I am curious to see um, Texas A&M is another team that they're – Put their difficult schedule behind them last year. It's not that it it's easy, but you know you're not going to have to play Clemson this year, not going to have to play Georgia this year. Uh, that helps. So now we'll see what they can do in the West. Are they ready to make a run? That improved recruiting is that going to make a difference? Though though that that's key. I I'm curious to see can North Carolina make some improvements in the ACC. Last week, this past week, they had a phenomenal week on the recruiting circuit in the class of 2021. Got some really good kids. How much is that going to step up? Staying in the ACC, Virginia Tech. Uh, can Justin Fuente start to make some in If he doesn't, they are very patient historically at Virginia Tech. But that that is one to watch going forward. Can Minnesota and P.J. Fleck, um, you know, continue, maybe not that, but you know, I'm very curious there. I like this Cincinnati team, maybe the best D five team this year. Um, so Arizona State has got a lot of good players at still position, a lot of good young receivers. How much better they're going to be? Um, what about Chris? Alabama, what, about, what what about
0: what about Miami? Rhett Lashley and yeah. and and Derek King who transferred from Houston is going to be their new quarterback. So there's an yeah, offense, no, there's an offense that looks like they uh, you know, could come into the season with a lot of hype.
1: Well, hope so. Hope so for them. I mean, they need it to be. It's been a disappointment there. They've not been able to get things done there. I think this is a a pivotal year for Manny Diaz's future. Uh they listen, they've got some talent. That's a team that's been very talented athletically watching them on tape. But they have been woefully inconsistent. In fact, they would—if anything—has been consistently dumb in terms of making mistakes. So I think that's going to be pivotal. And you know, I think LSU people are going to be watching, to see what LSU can do. Um, they lost a—they've suspended a, basically their backup quarterback at this point. Guy that's going to compete. So it's Miles Brennan, and no look back. It's going to be a more aggressive defense. So it's going to look a lot different there. So. Um, I, I think those are intriguing things. Listen, Ohio State, uh, it would be shocking if Ohio State and Clemson are not were in the playoffs because of what, how good they are relative um, to the rest of their league. But the ACC doesn't have a true contender. I, I, the other thing I would say is can Oklahoma begin to make a step defensively towards being more competitive on a national level? Yeah, I know they're good. I know they've made the playoffs good, but they've not every year that they've made the playoffs, if you look at it, Scott, they've gotten a little bit further away from being a challenger. And this past year they're obviously they were dominated by LSU. Now listen, LSU dominated Georgia. They 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 quite frankly handled Clemson in the championship game. So uh but Oklahoma, can they begin to look like an elite program defensively? That's another team that's intriguing. So those are those are some some guys, some teams that that are intriguing to me. I like always. Can Texas and Michigan get out of their own way and do anything? I mean, that's always intriguing. Um, and then you know, can anybody do anything out west? And particularly USC, um, I, I do think that you know, certainly a lot of criticism to keep Clay out. I think Mike Bone, and I've really spent a little time investigating this, Mike Bone came over from Cincinnati um, as the athletic director. He looked at it and said, this, we're not doing this right. You know what I've talked about and complained about in the past that USC's recruiting office and they don't have nearly as much personnel. He said, we're going to fix all of that. And they're they're going to get a lot more staff and get up to where USC is at least closer to where the elite programs in the country are in terms of staffing. And then then I think obviously Clay's gonna have to produce. And if he doesn't, then the program is gonna be in better shape, meaning the infrastructure is gonna be in better position to you know appeal to a potential head coach because it didn't go very well when they kind of flirted around a few people and not a lot of people all that interested when Mm -hmm. they kind of peeked behind when they when they when they got off the curb and they opened the door and kind of looked at the closets and and realized that this need to be changed and the carpet was bad and they they just wasn't so i think he understands that look he's either looked like The genius if clay hits it and it goes well, but more than anything, I think he's buying self time because he's going to have to make a a big decision, a tough decision to hire the right guy. And I think he would have just been making a change this past year. That's why he decided to hold off on it. So those are some, those are a lot I know, but those are amongst the many programs that are amongst the elite that are at least kind of close to it that I'm very curious to keep an eye on and watching closely this spring.
0: Well, what about Mike
1: Norvell at Florida State, Chris? You know, um, really like Mike, really fought hard for him over there. I think he's a great hire. Really good job in recruiting, kind of finding um, some of the the hidden gems that he could add to the – his recruiting class just coming on board late. I like the early stage of spring practice. I like the attitude, the organization. The discipline's going to be a lot better. I think you're going to see an interesting competition at quarterback. I don't think it's a done deal yet. I think you're going to see some position changes. Um, I think what you're going to see with Florida State is just a better team on how they play. It's going to take another recruiting class or two for them to get back to where they can consistently do things the way they'd like to do them. But none of this where you saw where they're completely outcoached game in and game out uh, against most opponents. I think that's changing, and that's all for the positive uh, in Tallahassee.
0: Is there are there any uh, freshmen that we should be paying attention to? You know, maybe uh, any early enrollees, and even if not early enrollees, just the guys that uh, could could possibly have a top impact uh, in, in their first season here in twenty twenty. Oh, I,
1: I absolutely think that there's uh, a number of guys that I think that can that can really help and have an impact. I think Jordan Birch can help South Carolina pretty early. Uh, I think Avante Williams, the defensive back, could help Miami out uh, pretty early. Uh, I got to tell you, um, I'm not a big believer in Felipe Franks. Malik Hornsby has got the type of dual threat capability at Arkansas for Sam Pittman to be really effective. I think a shot Clayton could get on the field for Colorado at running back. Um, I, You know, I think guys like that. What about – do you, you think – I
0: mean – do you think Bryce Young has a
1: chance to start for Nick Saban at Alabama? I think, I don't think he'll start initially, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wins the job. You know, I think, listen, I think Mac Jones is really good. I think Mac Jones is going to be the starter initially, but I do think that Bryce Young is is probably as mature as any, you know, quarterback. I'll say this, I've never – in all the years I've known Nick Saban talk so highly about the intangibles of a recruit is I had Bryce Young. Now, does that mean he gets the ball right away? I don't know that that's the case, but it wouldn't surprise me if he kind of earns that job and it'll, depend. to me, the only thing that concerns me, it's a little bit frail looking and I'm wondering mm. if his body is ready for that, but let me tell you, he can, he can really flip it. He's, he's, I got to tell you, he's got the intangibles that remind you a lot of Tua and may have just a lot of the uncanny qualities that make people uh, remind of the right-handed version of a, of a Tua. So I do think that's a, that's a good possibility that he could have an early impact, no question. That's uh, interesting stuff there uh,
0: on LandryFootball.com, I know there's a lot going on in the NFL now because of free agency and 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 we're headed towards the new league year and you're getting ready to do your, you know, free agency boards and whatnot that's up there. But in terms of the college game, as we do head towards spring practice, not only in the daily notebooks, but. What other focal points are you paying attention to on the website in terms of being ready for the college football game as we approach the spring?
1: Well, you know, it's spring practice. So, obviously, kind of keeping my ear to the ground on spring practice, I will chance to really get into more of the tape once I get the draft behind me. But there are a couple of things. There are a lot of, obviously, our college fans that are very interested in where their favorite college players, how they're doing at their pro workouts and how they – their draft status uh, steps up. We'll spend a lot of time on that, talking about that. But we're also uh, obviously keeping everybody updated on the recruiting class of 2021. A little bit on 2022 as some of that's, you know, not as plentiful as 2021, but that's heating up a lot. So it's recruiting, it's bring practice. That's what college football is all about right now. Because And then, of course, the transfer portal. So you're dealing with that. I mean, so you got a, a Northwestern that, he gets Peyton Ramsey, who is a quality starting quarterback for Indiana. Now he's starting Northwestern, and that's huge. And so it's it's like the college version of free agency. And some of these guys are immediately eligible. So it's not only, you know, a story, but it's pertinent to this upcoming season. So uh it's really more personnel driven. It's more recruiting, it's transfer portal and how some of these guys are doing in spring, particularly some of the young guys who are early enrollees and then maybe who the replacement guys. So out at spring Saturday at LSU with Miles Brennan, how much different will it look and how much different will the defense look as opposed to Dave Miranda, we got all that covered for you at LandryFootball.com. So that's why you want to be – if you're just a college fan, you're going to love that. If you're just a pro fan, you're going to love that. Having both of it at your disposal is really, uh, we think, a, a great tool to have. And we've got a scouting season offer that's the best we've ever had. And for a full season, less than $5 a month, it'll get you all that information and more. And keep in mind, as the summer comes about, I will be doing a lot of film work on these high school guys for the class of 2021 and 2022. So you're going to know more and more about all these guys. So you're going to be up to date on personnel, on everything from the high school level, into college, through the college level, into the draft process, into the NFL, through the the NFL process, one-stop shopping football, landryfootball.com.
0: And be sure to follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball for all the latest breaking news and analysis. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Chris Landry. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from. You can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. As we progress throughout the spring, we're going to keep focal points on certain programs that we love in 2020. Until then, Chris, have a good week. we will talk to you next week.
1: And hey, I look forward to it, man. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.